Hi, everyone. This is Lara Taubman uh, reporting to you from Wolf Island, Canada on December the 6th, 2020. It's the first time I've given the date on any one of these. Uh, This is for the Graveyard Session podcast. Um, This is for uh, song number seven on my debut album, Revelation. And uh, song number seven is a dis- is how, where I tell you about what inspired me to write my song, Cold Side of Spring. This podcast is um, was inspired by somebody's suggestion to do a podcast to explain what inspired all nine of the songs on my album. But um, as I've been doing it, I'm really enjoying it. And um, as having once been an art critic and curator myself for many years in another life, uh, one of my favorite things in that job was visiting artist studios and finding out what makes artists tick, why they make what they make, why they make the decisions that they do, and having um, conversations around that. Um, So after I'm done... With the next two songs, uh, Snakes in the Snow and Revelation, I'm going to branch it out to other artists, uh, creatives of any kind, um, anyone involved in the creative process whose paths I cross with, and we have sparked up a dialogue. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that, actually. And I hope you will take a listen when I do. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) This next song, Cold Side of Spring is, uh, it's very, uh, sorry, (laughs) you know, you never get that mic just right. (laughs) It's very rare that I feel like I'm front and center with the mic. Um, The next song, Cold Side of Spring, is, oh, if you hear a dog barking, that's my dog out in the yard. It's a cold day, and so she's, she's a shepherd dog, and she loves to be out in the cold and disciplining all the passersby. (laughs) Um, anyway, Cold Side of Spring is another one that sort of has a, a, a place in my heart, a special place in my heart. It came to me just when I was starting to write songs and I, I had no idea what, when a song had come or what it meant or how to approach it. I just kind of, I was just like, "Mm, that, that sounds interesting. And that's still what I do. But, um, now when I get a line for a song and I, I I sort of have an idea like, Oh, this is, this is a a little loose thread. I could start to unravel and see what I get. This song came to me when I, uh, after I moved back to New York, I would go to the, I went to I went to a series of uh, songwriters workshops in Nashville, and uh, I was really excited to go to Nashville uh, and uh, just be in Music City, USA, and uh, find the place where folk music kind of branched out and became so many other musics. And also Tennessee is sort of just northwest of Virginia and uh, where I'm from. And I just kind of felt a pull to go back to the south. Um, Also, um, 
so anyway, this this songwriters group was run by um, a woman named Lydia Hutchinson, and she has this. She had a magazine, a print magazine, uh, for many years in Nashville. Um, I wish I could. The name of Lydia's magazine was Performing Songwriter. <laughs> and um, after she stopped publishing those, um, she, she started the magazine in 93, and I think it ran for, gosh, a really long time. And then after she, uh, after she stopped publishing the magazine, she started these series of workshops. And the first one... I took was with um, a singer, performing singer, songwriter, Mary Gaucher. I'm sure and many of the listeners who might listen to me with this podcast would know her work. Um, and that, that was amazing uh, for a bunch of reasons. And then Gretchen Peters, uh, Berlin Thompson, and, and, and many others, actually. It's just incredible uh, handful of all these wonderful, uh, performing singer songwriters, uh, in Nashville and, and being able to see them play live and, and talk to them and, uh, have them hear your work and consult with them on your work is really a great way to start on my journey. Um, and, um, I, I don't remember, I don't remember, I, I might've been for, Gretchen Peters workshop because it was in the spring and I remember um I was walking the the uh workshop at that time was held at um <laughs> I uh I think a building at at Vanderbilt University somebody please shoot me if I'm wrong um doesn't matter actually <laughs> so we were I I was walking with some guys who were in my class uh, to go get something to eat at lunch. And it was, gosh, it must have been March, March or April. And it's that, that time of year where you're just, you're, you're like dressing light. I, I dress light in, in, in hopes that, um, that uh, the weather will get warmer. <laughs> um but uh, usually it, it's usually very cold that day. Um, anyway, it was one of those kinds of days where it was, had the, you could feel the promise of warmth. You could smell it in the air and the spring and the buds on the trees and flowers just starting to open. But it was still, there was still a chill. It was kind of the front end of spring. Uh, and I just, I'll never forget, we were walking down the street and so the guy I was with was talking about the weather. We were talking about the weather and I said, yeah. And, and it just, it, it, I just, I don't think I thought of this line earlier, but I was like, yeah, it's a cold side of spring. So in other words, um, it's, it's the springtime that, um, it's in the spring when, when it's cooler, it's cold, but you know spring is coming, so there's some hope there. And that, that I just thought, oh. And the guy kind of looked at me, and I think he was like, oh, that's an interesting line. I'm like, 
Well, it is the cold. It's cold, but it's spring's coming, you know. So um, I guess I it took me a couple days or something to realize, like, oh, I had to write that down. And I wrote it down and went to my workshop, whatever I did. And and then I probably, I don't remember, when I started writing that song or I don't remember what from that. I remember the moment that line came out of my mouth. I don't remember writing that song really, but I remember um, I remember f- that when I sat down to write it, I remember there were a few th- different things I could put into that song that I had been thinking about. And something, you know, when you reach middle age, you start your if you if you're looking for it you realize there are patterns in your life that you follow and things that you like um hang on i'm going to put my computer on do not disturb cuz it it is disturbing me right now um with its email dings um yeah you realize i realize i had these patterns one of them was that i when I started, I love to drive. I've always loved to drive. I love to drive on the highway. I love to drive. I just, I love driving. I love the highway. I love cars. I love that feeling of being in the car. I just, I love listening to music in the car, talking on the phone in the car. I love eating in the car. <laughs> I just really like the car. And I, I have spent a lot of time, time in the car in my life. And most of that time, I've been very happy being in the car. And by the way, I'm hands-free in the car when I talk on the phone, like everyone should be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely, the car is um, a pretty important place for me. I It really, it's probably a, a meditative place for me. Uh, where all I have to do is look forward and uh, I have a very limited range of what I'm able to do in the car. Uh, And I can just kind of look around and feel the speed of the car and that feels good to me. Anyway, uh, I have noticed over the course of my life when I've been in situations that I'm starting to feel trapped in or that I am trapped in, um, (laughs) I start looking out at the highway and yearning for it (laughs) and looking at the car lights going by and wondering where they're going. I know that the moment that I do that, um, I better start figuring out a way to start moving or finding a way to feel freer in the situation that I'm in. But something's definitely remiss. Uh, something's out of balance, or sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it just means, yep, it's time to move on. But I really need that feeling of of being able to move and go where I want to go. I mean, I will admit that this year, you know, and I'm very, very, very grateful for the gifts I have gotten. Um, the situation that I'm in is is that I've in this you know, crazy year, the situation I'm in here on Wolf Island, um, is fortuitous and it's ideal and it's, uh, a great place for me to be. Uh, but it is really, really, really 
as somebody who's traveled their whole life for work, for life, for in my youth, everything, it is really hard for me not to be able to just jump in the car and go where, or at least even if I don't want to j- jump in the car, just knowing that I can, just having that flexibility. There, I, I, it's almost like I need to have that. Uh, and this year has really challenged that part of me. And maybe have to look at that and wonder, you know, what is that? And then what I came up with, <laughs> I, I had a, the, the Merle Haggard, the running kind song came on the other day to the radio and I, I, I took a deep listen and that really caught me. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And if you've ever listened to that song, the great lyrics, he says, um, he says, I was born the running kind, leaving always on my mind. I was never home to me at any time. Every front door found me hoping I'd find the back door open. There just had to be an exit for the running kind. Uh, uh, within me, there's a prison surrounding me alone, as real as any dungeon with a wall of stone. I know running's not the answer, but running's been my nature and a part of me that keeps me moving on. You know, that's the story. <laughs> I mean, just it's Merle's way of saying it, but Merle Hager's way of saying it, but I'm not too far from that. Um, why that is and what that is is a whole other thing, but um, yeah. So at the time I um, that I that line, Cold Side of Spring, came to me, I guess I was sort of like, well, what is this about? What is What is this about? And I'm like, well, it's about hope. Hope at the end of winter, hope is com- coming coming in the cold and, and the season's about to change and things about to grow. And, and um, oh, here's my cat. <laughs> um, and I guess, I guess I had been looking out at the highway in a situation I had been in and I, I'd been telling myself that that wasn't what I was thinking because I was trying like the Dickens to make a situation better that just could not be bettered. Um, and, but I still, my, my soul was looking out at the highway, like I'm done. I got to get out of here. And I was suffocating. And so I don't know. My mind just, just, I said, what is this story about to myself and this cold side of spring? And, and then I, I thought about the highway that I had been looking out at, and I'd finally, because I'd gotten out of a situation, I'd looked out at the highway, that I, I finally gotten real and said, oh, yeah, that, that's why I was looking at the highway. That's the truth. And, um, and then, sorry, my cat's dangerously close to the controls. (laughs) Um, And so I finally got real about that. And I realized, okay, um, so what is that about? And I I came up with a story of, of this woman. She fell out into the night of the highway. Like, what if I'd gotten away? Like, what if I'd just gotten out and stuck my thumb out and just walked out to the highway and stuck my thumb out. I don't know. I just saw this woman and and then I thought about a guy who just gotten out of jail after 20 years and it was the first 
sunset that he'd ever that he'd seen in tw- the twenty years he'd been in prison, and that they were both starting over clean. And then I say clean on the cold side of spring. So they're on the side of spring. That's there's hope there, uh, even though uh, the song is set in the fall where she's about to, she can, I say at the end, she can stay until she can, she hitchhikes and he picks her up and then she can stay with him till winter because she had to leave her kids and she needed to go get away and sort things out. And that's really what the song's about. Um, And it's funny, I wrote the song, I workshopped it, I sent it out to a couple friends and it took me a little bit, but then I realized, oh my God, these this woman and this man, they meet, he picks her up and they meet, and because at first it was two separate stories. <laughs> and they meet and they and they get together and he's the king of the road and you know I say all that in the song. Oh God, my cat. Sorry. <laughs> she wants attention. She wants I'd I'd let her talk, but I don't think it'll be as good. I don't think it'll be as articulate. It'll be another conversation. <laughs> um, uh, not it'll be articulated in another kind of way. So um, yeah, that's really what the song is about. Um, and uh, it actually means a lot to me that the song is about um, the highway like that, and my yearning for mo- being able to move and feeling not harnessed in, not, um, not, you know, stuck into any one place. Uh, and I love writing about the highway. You know, that's what makes me an American. (laughs) It's the big highway. Uh, I think those, those are, it, it, it feels good to be able to write a song, like an American song like that about, you know, the highway, use lines like King of the Road, um, have that image of the great big highway out west that doesn't end, just those yellow lines coming to a point, one point, um, in the mountains, in the horizon. All of that is um, stuff I like I like to write about. And, um, yeah, that it means a lot to me to be able to share that with you and to be able to write that song and, and share it with you. Um, as it is, I am, I, I'm, I'm well on to 20 minutes here. I just realized I don't know where they went, the minutes. So I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> I feel like I haven't quite explained it to you, but I, I really have. I've told you everything about what inspired the song and as much as I can remember how it ended up getting written. And then, you know, Chris heard it and he's like, we're putting this on the, on the album and it just made it so beautiful. And I'm going to play that produced version here for you. Um, there's so many nice things about that song, uh, in the, um, the players on it. Of course it's Chris on, on keys and Jason Mercer on, um, bass and um, the Abrams brothers are on the um, the fiddle and the guitar. And um, I'm sorry to say, I, I can't remember if it's 
Pete Bowers or Michael Mormika on drums. It's one of those two. I'm so embarrassed to be presenting it to you in such an unprofessional way. But that's what I got going on. It's kind of fascinating how much one cannot remember about one's own album. So all that being said, I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, you can always leave comments on the Facebook or Instagram posting of my, um, episodes. Uh, you can also find a special edition vinyl and CD on my website. You can also order it from Amazon. I think it's a little faster if you get it from me personally. I ship for free anywhere in North America. The rest of the world, there will be a charge. Um, and uh, uh, <coughs> a nominal sum, but still there will be a charge. And uh, I, it, the album is available on all streaming digital platforms. So please, it means so much when you take a listen. It means so much when you buy an album. Um, it's also available on the Wolf Island Records website, where you can also find other Wolf Island Records artists, uh, just wonderful music. Uh, it's a great, a great pond to dip yourself into. If you're looking for new material, new artists you've never heard before. Um, I'm very proud to be a part of that roster of artists means a lot because it is a very high bar of music being made there. Um, so that's it. I hope you enjoy the song and, um, I, I hope you'll, to see you again for the next episode where I will be talking about snakes in the snow. It's an interesting story uh, of how that got written. And thank you. Have a really, really beautiful Sunday.
Oh